Hi, I'm Nicola Cairncross and you're listening to the Money Gym podcast, where I interview successful entrepreneurs and investors and ask them if they could go back in time and give their younger selves one big tip about money, what would it be? I really hope you enjoy the show. Yarrow Starrick of Entrepreneur's Journey is one of the better known bloggers in the world. Since 2005, through his blog entrepreneurs-journey.com, his email newsletter and his excellent training programs inside the EJ Insider, Yarrow Starrick has successfully taught thousands of people how to make a full-time income from blogging part-time, how to buy and sell blogs and websites, and how to successfully launch an information product business. In 2008, he packed up his laptop, got on a plane and travelled around the world, stopping in 23 cities in eight months. He started in Fiji, then went to Hawaii, Vancouver, Toronto, Las Vegas, Chicago, New York, Winnipeg to visit his grandmother, Montreal, Quebec, Glasgow, Edinburgh, London, Brussels, Amsterdam, Paris, Rome, Florence, Venice, Naples, Athens, Dubai, Singapore and then back home to Australia. He also is a prolific property investor, owning properties in Australia, Vancouver and the Ukraine. He says, as you can see, if you set up the right kind of internet business, you gain financial freedom and time freedom, which is something most people only dream about, especially if you currently have a day job that you despise. Of course, it wasn't always like this for him, and it's taken a long time to bring together the necessary ingredients to live this sort of lifestyle. Let's hear what Yarrick has to say on the topic of money, shall we? So let's talk Yarrow. So you, you made your first 13 grand, which probably was a year's salary for some people, uh, the, by selling your, your um, Magic the Gathering website. And then Better Edit started doing quite well. And, and I know that you have got a property somewhere, but you move, you're moving around a lot at the moment. What's going on with that? <laughs> uh, well, I'm back in Brisbane right now. Um, I just want to get to doing some traveling again. Like uh, I haven't gone overseas now in phew, six years, I think. So I, I traveled around the world in 2008 but um it, it's once i've actually just relaunched my courses that this is what i'm doing i'm going to start doing airbnb and head to the states and i want to attend some events but um anyway you're asking a different question let's not talk about travel and property <laughs> <laughs> well talk us through your sort of money um do you did you come from a comfortable background or a, a background of entrepreneurs or did were your parents sort of Typical employees, you know, how, how did where did your money attitudes come from, and, and how have they ch- how have they changed over the years? Uh, well, we we weren't middle class for sure, and you know, not, never wanted for anything, never were rich. Uh, my mother was more entrepreneurial in the sense that she never held down a job for you know longer than five years. She kept moving from from thing to thing, and there was some some long blocks of periods where she and pay for the bills by having a stall at a local market where she sold arts and crafts, for example. So I certainly, (laughs) yeah, entrepreneurial, but I, from, for me, my mother showed me that you didn't have to have a job, but she also showed me that there was no leverage in what she did, whether it was because she was afraid to grow it to a, a certain size or she, I think for her, and this is what I was going back to those three points are really important. A lot of the time she was doing these businesses about, because they, she needed money, but they didn't actually meet her other needs. You know, they, they, there was maybe a little bit of creative output, but it really wasn't what she wanted to do. And they certainly weren't making enough money for her to be significantly financially secure. So it was more of a need type of business. And, and it taught me that. It showed me, I don't want to go have a business that requires me to get up at 3 a.m. in the morning to head to a market on a weekend. No, definitely not. <laughs> and that's what she was doing for a long time. Oh, and that showed me that. So, and then my father, he's... Uh, 
been a university professor while well, he while well, he was retired now, but when he was working, he also had a a business on the side, which was I think more of his interest. He had a gestalt therapy workshops training. Then my whole family is full of therapists and counselors and psychologists. Um, and he's been in that area. He he taught social work at university as a professor, uh, but he's a lot more you know mainstream. He, he's never really wanted to have his own business. He loves like he makes a great speaker. He's the kind of person who you set up the event. I'll show show up and talk oh, right. and get paid to be the expert. He doesn't want yeah. to organize. He doesn't want to create a foundation of people. He just wants to do the teaching and do the performing. He really is a performer. He's a star profile so, in, in wealth yes, terms. Yeah. I'd say so. Yes. <laughs> so um, you know, th- those are two examples. I don't. I. I kind of. I don't think I had any true role models in my family in regards to what I did. And how could you? Because the internet came along. You know. Yeah. I, I know. You know, business was always there, but the internet really changed the dynamic about how you do business. And I, it was timing for me. I happened to be growing up at the same time the internet grew up, and, and that was helpful uh, in, in a lot of ways. So um, to answer your question, with, with money, I just knew I wanted some form of income that wasn't do, doing things I didn't want to do. That For me, I, I didn't have necessarily multi-million dollar dreams. It was I have to make enough to live off and I ideally have fairly near passive income streams. That was my initial thinking just so, so it, I could. In NLP terms, you're an away from person rather than a towards kind of person. I think initially I was certainly, yeah. I, I definitely was trying to avoid pain in that regard. <laughs> pain of going to work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what happened though is as I went down this path, I, my eyes opened to, how people actually do get rich. Like you don't really understand it initially. You sort of see rich people and you, you don't know what they're doing. And that's why those books were so helpful. Yeah. Uh, because you just see, okay, they sell this thing and this is how they reached all these customers. And there, all these customers bought it. That made a lot of money. It's, it's not that difficult to think about. What, what was really important was understanding business models. So that for me was an absolute eye-opener because I really saw that certain business models lend themselves to significant amounts of money reasonably easier compared to other business models which can be worse than a job that require more hours and don't make much money at the end of the day so you know that's the difference between owning your local coffee shop versus owning the franchise of 50 coffee shops you know yeah. it's the very different types of business models there and i could see do i want to be the one serving the coffee no but i want to be the one collecting the profits from all the different coffee shops that sounded more appealing. So uh, that's the sort of things I started to look at as I became more aware. And, and I started to re- meet rich people. Uh, that was the other thing too. Uh, thanks to my blogging, a lot of the people we, we've mentioned on this call, you know, Rich Sheffern, and then there was also Mike Fulsame and Jeff Walker. Um, there was these people who were multi-million dollar, uh, multi-millionaire internet marketers. And actually one of the, the best business models I discovered, even better than blogging, uh, was email marketing because of these guys. Uh, I remember Terry Dean was the probably the first person who I heard a story of writing an email. He he wrote this one email and he made ninety six thousand dollars in uh, commissions as a result of one email to his email list. Because you you didn't was, you weren't building an email list at the beginning, were you? You you you, you started no. that a bit later. My second year of blogging was when I started my email list. So I was yeah. definitely late to the game. I was still way ahead of the curve for bloggers. Absolutely. Bloggers weren't, no one was doing email lists for blogging. It was all about RSS feeds then. But um, I did 
eventually I took maybe 10 people or 10, you know, training materials telling me start a list that I actually did. And that's when I started to make like my income. That's when my income went to six figures. It wasn't, if it wasn't for the list and my own product, I wouldn't have broken the six figures mark and then go on to make, you know, half a million a year, a couple of years in a row with, with my business as well. That's because I sold my own products and have an email list. I could reach people. I could do direct response marketing. You know, I learned more about copywriting, but more importantly, I had access to people through this mechanism called email, which is still today the most powerful tool. So I think what happened is my ambition grew as my knowledge grew when it came to money. And um, once you break a hundred thousand a year, you, you gain some freedoms then that, that really is more than enough to cover your base, especially as a single person, which, which I was, you know, for all that time. So uh, I, when, when you're doing 10,000 a month, you, you might have 2000 in expenses, but it, I, it was, you know, $8,000 in liquid cash every month for me. I, I, during that, you know, the first couple of years of blogging after I started to figure it out. And then, you know, once you make half a million a year, blogging has got a pretty good profit margin. I was keeping about 70% of that in terms of money. <laughs> Tax has become an issue. <laughs> well, yeah, that was where the 30% went. Right. So, um, but still it, it it's, that's when property just became where else do you put your money when you put into property? Cause that's what everyone does. So, uh, I don't necessarily agree with that now, but that's what I did then. And, uh, yeah, it's it definitely has shifted and, and still shifted. Like when you see what guys are doing today, John Lee Dumas is a good example of with what oh, he does yeah. with webinars. It's incredible. Unbelievable. I mean, six figures, three, you know, 250,000 a month income. That's, I've got to tell you, that's that's what jolted me into action on my podcast again, <laughs> hearing that story. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you see that, it's just basically he's buying traffic using email marketing and using the webinar to convert customers of course he's got a, a great product and he's built himself some solid credibility and trust but that's the sales funnel he's built and we all have access to that potential through the internet it's just you know tweaking each part of the process the opt-in the conversion the webinar presentation the quality product uh, and, and having something worthwhile to teach. That's obviously an important component too that people actually want. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you can see it. You, and that's what happens when you start studying this stuff, your eyes open to the business models that people are using to make a lot of money. And uh, then you start thinking, well, I can do that. And that's pretty much what happened throughout my entire career, especially when I became open to the world's direct response email marketing. That That really was an eye opener. And, and uh, you know, I never, I haven't quite reached the John Lee Dumas's level. I do remember uh, after with Terry Dean with his email marketing and then Jeff Walker with the product launch formula and then uh, Evan Pagan and Rich Sheffern shortly after that, all those guys were basically using emails and there was all these launches happening. And then, you know, I started doing affiliate promotions too. And, and even if you take away my own products, I remember promoting pretty much every two or three months a launch and every time making between 10 and $25,000 in affiliate commissions. And, uh, because you know, you've it's, built it's up the, the trust with your readership. Yeah. Built the trust and a quality launch process from these guys that I was promoting, you know, great information, great products, right target audience. Uh, I love their products too. I, you know, I product launch formula. I've gone through uh, Evan yeah, Pagan stuff. I just yeah. love it. Rich Sheffern's uh, business growth system, you know, really love that too. And this is, it's all, it's my passion. It's my, I love internet marketing. So I really enjoy all the products as well. And then when, when you 
get good at writing and telling these stories like we talked about, that's what you do. You Like Andre does, like you're like following him. You write these emails, tell these stories, you educate and help people and recommend products. And then when you get a, a you know, a 500 to a thousand dollar commission per sale and you can sell 10 copies, you're making $10,000. So it's uh <laughs> And it's just a few emails. As, a, as an add-on on top of your your, your own income, because I know that you've got um you're you're, you're re going through your products and and you I know you've got um EJ Insider program now, which I'm a member of, of course. I signed up straight away as soon as you launched it, and and so that's that's another thing, isn't it? Is having recurring income is is a, a real backbone of an internet marketer's money strategy. Yeah, I've really been fleshing out the whole. Uh, blog sales funnel, as I call it, and I'm starting to see the layers come together with what works really well right now. Um, the way I, I mean, this is not new in, in some regards, but I'm sort of applying it to blogging as well. And what seems to be a great structure, there's two two ways I see people do this. You've got the, I just have one flagship product, and often that's a higher end product. You know, it's a thousand to two thousand dollar course or something like that. And often you'll find an expert just come out and do a webinar, promote the course. It's the Lewis Howes models of, of net webinar marketing. Yeah. Of, wh- of which I think John Lee Dumas uh, certainly followed. From, he followed on him. Paradise like that, yeah. Yeah, and that's what John, uh, sorry, what um, Lewis Howes pioneered several years ago when he was yeah. really getting into webinar marketing um, with his friend Sean. And they were doing similar things, but often with affiliate marketing. So there's that, and that's that works great especially if you're confident in your, your market and you've got this great product or you can create it. I've wanted to really have a lot of niche products as well as the flagship stuff. So I've sort of reverse engineered it and uh, I've seen the structure. You've got the, the front end products, which has always been the case for, for a sales funnel. You've got low priced front end products that are designed to introduce people to your paid products over delivering value and create a customer. It's always hardest to get a customer and it's obviously going to be easier to sell a $30 ebook than a thousand dollar course. You're going to get more customers. But then after that, you've got the opportunities for bundling and upselling. So the way I'm looking at it now, it's sub $50 products as upsells, so $50 or less. And then as part of the, the checkout process for those products, you're offering your tier one continuity or, or membership or subscription, as you mentioned earlier. And that just helps to turn a $30 purchase into a $100 to $200 purchase paid out over monthly subscriptions. And then you've got whatever next level training you offer, which is which might be that $1,000 course, of which there will also then be a higher end uh, subscription program, which might be more like a coaching problem, like we're doing with EJ Insider, you know, a bit more uh, time spent with one coach. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got your live events and your, your year-long high-end coaching and things like that. So there's that's a like a funnel that I find at the moment for me is what I'm really focused on. And I'm enjoying it because what I love about it, it gives me a resource to send to people too, regardless of what they ask me. It's yeah. like someone says, I have no idea what to get into, like what subject to get into. I say, well, don't even worry about that. Go buy a blog. And then here's my free email course of buying and selling websites, which leads to my guide on buying and selling blogs and websites. So that's one answer there. And then someone says, well, I've got no traffic, but here's the traffic free course and the traffic product. Someone else says, well, I really just want to ask you a bunch of questions. Well, here's my coaching program. Well, here's my, my private uh, consulting fee. And you've got an answer to every person. And that's more tailored, which allows you 
to get a higher conversion rate, to get a higher number of customers, which over the lifetime of their relationship with you means you, you will make you know more money because they're going to be more involved with what you do. Plus, I think it's just really satisfying because uh, as a content creator, there's so much in my head that I want to have out in the world. You know, It's like a, an author who's got 10 books in, in them and they haven't had a chance to get it out there. That's how I felt two years ago. I just had no, all my products have been taken offline. And I was like, I really, I know so much about buying and selling websites because I just spent two or three years just doing that as a passive income strategy. And I know so much now about blogging and I know so much about setting up uh, digital products for sale. And I'm learning so much now about product funnels and all of this is stuff I want to have out there. But you have to get good at rapid product creation, get good at your pricing structures, your conversion, your you know, your technology for delivering all these products and taking the money, and there's a lot to it. So uh, that's what I've been working on for the last two years now, or really for the ever since I started selling products, which is back in, in 2007. You've been listening to Nicola Cairncross on the Money Gym podcast. If you'd like to find out more about the Money Gym and how we can help you become more financially intelligent, just come on over to themoneygym.com. We'll see you over there.